Hey, what's going on here on Podcast Apocalypse? I'm your host, The Big Kahuna. We're sitting here over a, a few Southern Comforts with the big, uh, the big Kahuna. Oh. You know, uh, what you used to call me when we'd be naked and alone and drunk in your basement. You know. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking with Joe Pimo Saul. He's the owner and operator of Chimo's Bar and Grill. Cheers, man. Uh, my favorite watering hole here in Winthrop, Minnesota. And um, I don't know, ever since uh, him and I met, we've been brothers. And um, I, this is my home bar. This is where I love to lay my hat. Sometimes I've laid my head on the floor. <laughs> and uh, Once some, or twice. Sometimes I've laid my face in the toilet a couple of times. <laughs> I'm uh, not ashamed to say, uh, but we're here dealing with the uh, pandemic, and as you know, as the most of you know, um, small businesses are suffering and trying to make their way through this uh, apocalypse, as I call it, and um, so we just wanted to talk to Joe and uh, talk to him about how he's been uh, coping with it. Uh, lots of Southern Comfort. <laughs> lots of Southern Comfort. Which is kind of how this podcast started, because uh, I came here to help him do a live broadcast for his bar, and um, we ended up pouring glasses of uh, the libation here from the south, and uh, I said, "Fuck it, we're doing a, 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 a what, what are we doing? A podcast? Huh? So we're doing a what podcast? What the hell did you just say? <laughs> I don't know what I said. Mind you, by the way." If you look at Pimo's Thoughts and Memories, I think that's what it's called. Is it? Yeah. Pimo's Thoughts and Memories Pimo's on Facebook. That will explain... Oops. Sort of explain... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh, right there? That'll cost you 150 <laughs> <laughs> That may explain how we became brothers. Yeah. It's a long story, but... Very long it's in there. Usually, people ask if we really are brothers, and I just tell them to fuck off. Yeah, no other business. Yeah, so it works. Yeah, our mom, you know, she got around, <laughs> and that's okay. You know, it was the '60s, so fuck off. <laughs> Am I right? Huh? How are you, brother? Hell yeah. So, what are we talking about? So, how has this affected you, man? Uh, I'm fucking broke. <laughs> you were fucking broke when you were going high on the hog, man, here. So so why don't you tell me what your thoughts were when you, when when it first came across on the news, Governor Walls was shutting all the bars down. Honestly, uh, my first instinct was, no, fuck you. We're staying open. We're doing what we do. This is bullshit. There's nothing to worry about obviously I have to take into account that I own a business and the county the city can come in and go you know what you're done we're We're gonna shut you down down permanently which they've tried a couple of times anyway and you fucking superman and yeah yeah (laughs) I thunder punched him in the gut yeah (laughs) but 
they told us they could permanently shut us down. So obviously I don't want to lose my liquor license. I want to be able to sell food. I want to be able to sell booze, liquor, and right. people sitting in my bar. I like people. All right, I take that back. I don't really like people, but... <laughs> but this is your dream, man. But this was my goal. This is everything I thought about growing up. I mean, for the longest time, when I when I was a kid, it went from a sub shop and morphed into a, a fucking bar. And that's what I got. This is where I am. I want to stay here. I enjoy this. I want to do more of this. I want to, I want to have a goddamn franchise of chemos all over the goddamn place right so like like your your original plan was to own a bar in wisconsin yes and then this bar came up yep uh, we looked in wisconsin we i traveled all over wisconsin which kind of funny story i drove all over wisconsin for an entire day never once used my phone or a map or anything i knew where every one of these places was i knew every one of the roads Went to every one of these bars, checked them out, talked to people, talked to customers, just getting the info of what, you know, what's this bar for you, you know, stupid shit like that. Yeah. And when I was done, roll back into Minnesota, roll into St. Paul. I got lost in the first seven minutes I was in fucking St. Paul. <laughs> I grew up in Minnesota my entire life. I'm, from Coon Rapids, Sprint Lake Park, Blaine. I grew up in that area. I rolled in this into St. Paul. Had no goddamn clue where I was. Well, St. Paul, it, everything goes in a circle from the from the Capitol building. Uh, yeah, you dropped me off in 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 uh, Minneapolis. Minneapolis, you dropped me off in Minneapolis. You can drop me off with the 12 pack. I'll find my way out. Yeah. I'll figure out where I am. I know which direction to go. I can figure out which way to go home. We also found out that we can do the same to you and drop you off in Mankato and you find your way back. True. Well, sort of. <laughs> I with a few tattoos extra on you. <laughs> yeah, I think anyway. I got the tattoo on St. Peter, though. I, uh-huh. don't, I don't even know where that is. I don't, but. I don't want to hear about your Peter, but all right. <laughs> I ended up at St. Peter and got a tattoo, and uh, I think I slept in a parking ramp. And, Didn't you pass uh, out in a field and some Indian kid? No, I woke up in a field. Okay. Uh, well, I woke up in my vehicle in a field at the end of a tee dirt road out in the middle of fucking nowhere woke up and there was some Indian kid dancing around outside of my van and I don't know if this is real or if I just hallucinated or what Jim Morrison hallucination this little kid was out there waving at me and shit and doing some kind of dance and I went oh shit is it gonna rain and here's here's the thing people (laughs) who is out looking for his ass me yeah, I don't remember a whole lot of that. Here's night. his Polynesian brother <laughs> fucking driving his ass out to Mankato, which is an hour away. And I text him, I'm like, hey, where you at? Oh, I'm at the bicycle club or whatever the fuck that place was in Mankato. I said, all right, stay there. I show up there, no Pimo, 
And then I go, hey. The bartender knew who I was, though. And I pulled up a picture of you on Facebook, and I go, has this guy been here? He goes, oh, yeah, actually, he didn't pay his tab. And I go, son of a bitch. So I ended up paying his tab. And I go, all right, I'm going to go Thanks, look for Brad. him. Yeah, well, he goes, I'm going to go look for him. He goes, okay, well, I saw him go off that way. I go towards Cherry Street, which... To all of you out there that aren't familiar with Mankato, that's kind of like Dinky Town of uh, of Mankato, southern Minnesota. So we go there. I go there. I go in every fucking bar, and I can't find him. I can't find him at all. If I am like, okay, dude, meet me at that bicycle bar, wherever you are. And I think his, he passed out in his van <laughs> by that time. Yeah, pretty sure. And then, so then I said, all right, well, I'm going to go to Perkins... And I'm gonna eat because I haven't eaten fucking dinner yet. I don't remember looking that all over for you. <laughs> and I'm sitting there perking. I'm like, ah, oh, he'll just he'll get a hold of me as soon as he wakes up or wherever the fuck he's at. Nope, didn't hear from him. So I tried calling him a couple more times, nothing. So then I said, all right, I'm fucking heading home. So I head home. I just get back into Winthrop. And he's like, oh hey dude, I'm here again. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> you dick, man. But anyway, let's get what we were talking now, mind about. Mind you, there was a really, really big, giant black man that walked me out of a strip club. Not even sure what strip club it was or where I was at, but <clears throat> this dude had to have been nine foot nine, four hundred and fifty pounds. I'm probably exaggerating a little bit here, but well, you know, you, but I was drunk, yeah. And he picked me up by my shirt and said, "You can't be on your phone." And I said, "Okay." I set my drink down on the bar and said, "Can I at least finish my drink?" He said, "Yeah, you can finish your drink." I said, "Can you put me down while I'm finishing my drink?" <laughs> And he said no. No, you dangle your little fucking legs up there. And I did. I dangled my little tootsie down like I was fucking 12. And I finished my drink and he carried me inside. Sent me down on the sidewalk outside and said, you have a good night, sir. Thank you, sir. See, they were nice to you because you're fucking white. Because here we I, go. You told me <laughs> to meet you there, and I said, "Nah, I can't go there, man. I've been banned from that place for life." And you said, "Oh, fuck that. We'll we'll change that around." You know, I'm like, "Oh, okay, whatever." But yeah, so I this strip club. Granted, Southern Minnesota does not have a lot of them. I was there with my wife, and some guy was putting his hands on her. And I told, I gave a guy a free pass. I said, the first time around, I said, all right, you're drunk. We're in a strip club. I get it. But keep your hands off for this is my fucking wife, okay? So he does. He's got some. He does. And I go to go get a round of drinks, and I come back to the pool table because we're shooting pool. They got, like, 12 pool tables there. And the dude's putting his hands on my wife's fucking tits. And I said, all right, that's it. And then I start ricocheting his face off of the pool table. And then the bouncers come over and they start river dancing on my fucking ribs. <laughs> and I'm like, if you motherfuckers would have done your job in the first place, this wouldn't have happened. And he goes, 
well, you're in a strip club. What do you expect? I said, just because we're in a strip club doesn't mean these fuckers can treat my wife like a fucking piece of meat. Yep. And then the assistant manager came over, told me I was banned for life. They picked me up and they opened the door with my face and threw me on the sidewalk. They picked you up? Yeah. Jesus Christ, was there like 12 of them? Well, this is like when I just got married, so I was skinny. (laughs) (laughs) And they tossed me out, I hit the sidewalk, and the first thing my wife said was, oh my God, that was fucking hot, let's get a hotel room so I can fuck your brains out. Bonus! What the fuck is your problem, woman? I got my ass kicked, you wanna fuck? Yeah, let's go. So it made it kind of worth it. But yeah, anyway, we're being joined here by... Christian. Oh, hello. See. What's happening? Are we recording? This is, yeah, this is, in the morning? This this is, is a podcast. Podcast. Okay. Podcast. Hello, welcome to NPR Radio. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're doing some great groovy stuff here. Um, Christian is the sole cook here at Fimo's during the apocalypse. Right now. Yeah. yeah. So and we appreciate the yeah. shit out of it. The sole cook and I make the sole food. Yeah. We and, don't have mac and cheese, what we do, but and so, to be so, to be fair and honest and transparent in our oh, broadcast, great. Here we go. Most of the time, Pimo's burgers are made with love, but because of the state of things, <laughs> and you know, Christian being who he is, you're just straight up lying to these people. He is. He he makes his burgers with hate, but yeah. that's. That's not a bad thing. I mean, you might think, okay, hate's got a bad connotation. It's a a love-hate relationship. But it doesn't because hate is a very passionate word. And you can love something. It's very passionate. It can be good, which happens a lot when people are cooking. Like when, you know, Robert cooks. And then there's Christian, who's angry and filled with so much fucking hate. And then he makes his burgers... And you can taste that hate, and it tastes good. You know, they call it cooking an art. It's fucking delicious. And I like to consider the burger my canvas. And that's why everything you get is, you know, half put together. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking beautiful. That was perfect. That was beautiful. I love that. Boy needs a drink. God damn it, boy, drink. I'm not going to be the only one fucked up tomorrow. Might as well throw that fucker away, because we're drinking that fucker. <laughs> so anyway, we were talking about um, your thoughts on when they first closed, started closing bars down. Yes. And then you, okay, you find out, okay, in reality, you, you have to close down, you're going to lose your liquor license. Yes. So you had to come up with a plan. Yep. Uh, the plan really was me and the boy. You and the boy? Me and Seed. We run the shit out of this. We do what we gotta do. We're here 13 hours a day. Slinging. Yeah. Uh, okay. Slinging how, the food out. And how have you been doing and, that? Have you had a pretty good, pretty good? Uh, I mean, honestly, do we have. Everything a, considered, yeah. Yes, we have a lot of really good customers, a lot of good friends and people in the town that are taking care of us appreciate the shit out of it 
obviously it's not nowhere close to what we were doing. Right. We're probably with a grain of salt, I would say we're about 40% of full operating. We're about 40%. But so we with just the two of us we're staying alive. We're, right. we're making it work. It's it's what we have to do to stay here and be relevant. We get a lot of good people in town. A lot of these folks that come in and they buy shit and they tip the hell out of us. And they don't, it's not necessary, but it's greatly appreciated. They sure. do things for us that we don't expect. Yeah, one of our local guys comes in, orders food, gets some off sale to go, leaves me a, a uh, what's that thing called, the peanut butter, peanut buster barfait thing, the ice cream. Oh, yeah, From DQ. Things. He yeah. Fucker, he sits down and he's standing there and he's like, all right, filling out his receipt and he goes, I'll be back in five minutes, pick up my to-go order and I'm like, all right, cool. Takes his to-go, brings it out to his, to his house, comes back. And I'm like, dude, what's this? He left me, the tip was, he gave me a fucking six pack of peanut buster parfait things. And I was like, really? He goes, oh yeah, that's for you. Wow. Dude, you don't have to do that. Oh well, yeah. Wow. Alright, cool. People are just pretty much helping in any way they think they can. Yeah. That's kind of the reason that we do the shit that we do, the giveaways and stuff like that. We just... Now, why don't you touch up on that? Why don't you talk about your giveaways that you've done in the last two Sundays? I'm getting yelled at. Uh, well, was it two weeks ago? Yep. Two weeks ago. Really? You want to hear this shit? Yeah. I mean, it's important. It's a podcast, you just talk. All right, fine. I hear stupid shit about this. Yeah, it's a podcast. <laughs> talk like it's a podcast. Uh, talk about you, you know, know my audiences. Music and like naked zero chicks. people. <laughs> well, that's how everything starts. So. Well, you got one person listening. Let's me yeah. tomorrow, right. two with them. <laughs> they probably want to be like, oh, it's that those two drunk fuckers. <laughs> what she's probably been saying for the last five years. So, all right, what are we talking about? Oh shit! The uh, giveaways. The giveaways. <laughs> what are you doing? What, what is this giveaway thing? That all right, doing? the first time, the giveaway shit. We gave. Uh, I decided, and I stole this. I'm not gonna lie, I stole it. Our friends over in Given Shooters, my buddy Benny with Tattoo Asylum. I stole it from them. I took their ideas and I morphed it into my own. And we gave a little bit booze, liquor, that type of stuff. We gave away two. But we gave it to the people in our town that are important. First responders. We gave it to the first responders. We gave it to the fire department, the ambulance, stuff like that. You know, granted... We don't want them being fucked up when they come to save my ass, but at the same time, if they get a little bit of a buzz going on, they're going to think a little bit more clearly. <laughs> Do you give any to the police department? No. Why would I do that? 
Because they're also first responders. Oh, are they? So, anyway, moving on. Tina and I. I'm just playing. I'm just massive. Just sitting there giveaway today. Great. Now I gotta do another one. (laughs) (laughs) Now, but I took the fire department. Give you a little feedback, a little story from a thousand years ago. When I was a little boy, fire department kept me from burning down a goddamn old folks home. Slap my hand. Let me go. So, hey, well, not that I remember, but you know, maybe that's why I'm so depressed all the time. Block that shit up. <laughs> yeah. He got out of jail time if you promise not to talk about it. <laughs> what I'm talking about, I'll punch you in the nuts, kid. <laughs> no, I'm like, really? I started a garbage can on fire at the old folks' home and started the old folks' home on fire and fire department put it out. So I'm grateful they put it out because I don't want to kill anybody's grandpa or grandma or anything like that okay. so so you've been in this town what four four or five years three years three, three years. just over three all right three and a couple of months and this 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 town has treated you pretty well uh yes and outside the police department but yeah <laughs> i mean there was only one person on the police department the rest of the department has treated me very well, but it was one person. On the contrary, <laughs> we are good friends with some people on the fire department. And yes. they saved our lives like a ye- two years ago. A yes, year ago. that was about two years ago, and yeah. We saved. had the fire I in could have the... That been fine. That, yeah, he was too stoned to get up. <laughs> no, I was... I got up, I was too stoned to do anything else, though. <laughs> But building was on fire. We got up and I had to scream and throw flags, <laughs> profanities, and drag his ass out of bed to get him up. But yeah, we got up. Oh, this could be the worst podcast ever. That was really nice. <laughs> no, I think this is a pretty good podcast, actually. Because the whole purpose of it is to be drunk and do the interview. Well, we could also just be going, well, what should we talk about the entire time? (laughs) True. Right? Um, So what are we going to talk about now? uh, (laughs) Well, you've missed missed two big events, which are big moneymakers for the bar. You missed Putt-Putt. And you missed Grackle Days. Grackle Days is kind of a touch and go. It is, but you've had me sit out there in the beer tent <laughs> to sell beer. And beer tent? There was no tent. There was no tent. It was just a keg. I and thought the, you were the bouncer. And the only, he was. <laughs> yeah. And the only the only customers I got was the the chamber. God damn it! Oh my god! Right, and if anyone was wondering what that was, the bar just got hit by a bombing run. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know her. We're in the middle of a war zone right now as well. Maybe it was Melissa. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she's going to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so, anyway. Anyway. But, but, that that kills us. That 
Pop Butt's a great weekend. And my first year here as Pimo's Bar and Grill. <laughs> we start at about 11 o'clock in the morning. 11.35, my first bus comes in. Group of people walk through the door. Fifth or sixth guy that walks through the door, walks in, leans over, puts his hand over his mouth, projectile pukes out of his hand, <laughs> all over my floor, walks back out the door. Remember this? This is 11.30 in the morning. And I'm like, all right, Stu's going to have a good day. They walk over, mop it up, take care of that shit. 20 minutes later, <laughs> and a chick, a girl in my bathroom, in the guy's bathroom, puking in the urinal. Oh. Uh, really? Come on. Laughing, giggling. This is part of your bar life. This is part of this shit. You, yeah. you got to deal with it. You got to know it's going to come. You must expect it to happen, yeah. Yes, you know it's going to happen. Especially on those types of things. Get that taken care of. Get her out. Get this dude out. He does his... He still came in. The dude that puked all over the floor came in. Still did his putt. You got a two. Wow. Oh, yeah, we got a four putt here, and you got a two out of that shit. It's I'm all right with I, that. It's better than I did sober. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, hell yeah, all it's right. It's like drunken fist. Drunken fist? Yeah, it's kind of like when you and oh, I play way. pool. The way of the drunken We play fist. pool? Yeah, when you and I have played pool before, and I, I usually get really super fucking wasted, and then I kick your ass, and you go... <laughs> Oh, you need to play. You need to play drunk more often because this is how you play pool. And I'm like, I can't even see straight. So, as he said that, brings back a memory. <clears throat> That's right. I own this bar. Yes, <laughs> for like a minute and a half. <laughs> we were at Jackpot Junction. We're playing pool. Oh, fuck. We're playing pool. Brad says, mid-game, we're just about done. If I win this one, I get the deed to your bar. I laughed. I said, yeah, whatever. Motherfucker wins. <laughs> <laughs> because I scratched on the eight ball. It's still a win. <laughs> so he was the proud owner of Pimo's Bar and Grill for like six and a half minutes. <laughs> woo woo! Because the next game, I said, "All right, double or nothing." Okay. I ran his ass out. <laughs> Fucker. That's how I won my first ever like official game of pool here too. Was um. Because you just asked me if I wanted to play pool. I had no idea I would be, like, getting signed up for, like, some form of a tournament type thing. Or not a tournament, but, like, a tourney. And it was the last game of the night, and I was facing Devlin, of all people. Yep. Oh, my God. (laughs) And I had had maybe sunk two balls, and he was trying to beat me on the eight ball. Well, he scratched. 
and I just ran out of the bar and I did the thing where you jump in the air and stick your fist up like from the Breakfast Club. The, the Breakfast Club. Club. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was right, probably. We one need of those. video of this shit because we all three just did the fucking <laughs> Breakfast Club, fucking like, punch in the air. <laughs> I ran out the door and I jumped in the air and I punched the top of the like metal top part of the door super hard. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. So much trouble are you in? I don't know. I'm going to look. I put your phone on silent. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently my phone's on silent because I get psycho texts. Well, I didn't want to ruin the audio. Well, I just did. (laughs) I guess it's not like we're... It's not like you can't, like... Do you have the edit machine on there? The what? edit machine sure if you can get... you can you edit out my swear words yes when i say we'll bleep them all i can if i would can like to fuck audio, brad in the asshole yeah like i can just i can not only can i cut that out so it never appears in the video i can isolate that and save it so i can use it whenever i want in the ice hole in, in the, the ice, ice hole. hole in the ice hole <laughs> You're gonna do that, aren't you? Uh, totally. <laughs> gonna do that. All right. Well, what do you think? I think we're done here talking, Gavin. No. Here's here's the bottom. The bottom line is this is what this is what my listeners want to know. Are you gonna be open selling booze and burgers made from hate <laughs> when this is over? Of course. When this is over? Yeah. Yeah, we'll be here. We're going to have a giant fucking party yep. with, like, Brad playing guitar. And, and his we'll half-ass... My Way by Frank Sinatra. Yes. See, he's going to sing Frank Sinatra. It'll also be my because I can't handle cooking physically anymore. I'll just... Vomit the second I smell fryer grease. <laughs> and then at the end of it, we're all gonna do the whole breakfast club. Yes, we're gonna jump in the air and do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna write a big letter about my experience here, kind of like the <laughs> letter he had to write in the movie. When he quits on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're gonna be like, hey, Brad, can you cook burgers? Yeah. With hate, and then yeah, and then no, and he's, he, gonna, he's gonna have to Lindsay. my job. <laughs> he's gonna yeah. go to Lindsay. I wanna, I'll be back begging Lindsay. Hey, can you please come back to work and hate me? <laughs> 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 Not that you don't hate me already, but please hate me and cook. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna end this podcast. Any words of wisdom you wanna? Throw up on the people. Throw that up on them. This? Yeah, I don't want to throw up on you. You liar! You lie. Well, don't throw up because people will think you have the coronavirus. Oh, I thought that was just sneeze or cough. Uh, oh. well, it lowers your immune system, so it comes with a flu too. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. But what did you say about cock? I don't know. What? The coronavirus will shrink your cock. Don't yes. catch it. Huh. Don't don't catch it for God's sakes. At yeah. least, at least I mean, look at people per case. Alright, we're signing off. Later. Fuck it. Fuck it all. Peace. Fucking no regrets. Peace of the Starship Enterprise. Starship Enterprise. Link. Signing off.
About to get laid yep. by some green bitch. Engage. Green bitches? 